Boker Tov, happy Yom Yerushalayim, uh, 43rd day of the Omer, um, Erev Erev Rosh Chodesh. Okay, we pick up today's daf is Hey, we pick up at the bottom of Talal Amitbet, about 10 lines from the bottom, Tani Rebbe Chia. So we are now, we have worked through the different explanations of the Mishnah, Shor Bor Maven Hever, We've discussed that uh, if uh, regel, if, if an animal walking kicks stones, it pays half because that's sort of a kocho plus it's incidental. We've discussed the idea that one way that you can read the Mishnah that has Adam in the Mishnah and that would maybe conceptualize it even by a person who damages himself. Um, it would be more because of negligence than by the fact that they've done it. Two ways of understanding when why a person pays is it basically they did it, strict liability or negligence. Similar type of a question about why the animal, why you pay when your animals do it. Okay, and now we have listing brightas that add other things to the list of Avos Nezikim. So Rabbi Oshaya expanded the list of types of cases where human beings can cause damage, and he included, first of all, personal injury, where you have extra payment of, of suffering and of uh, loss of labor and of the hospital bills, and etc. Um, and he included cases of the Shomrim, which don't directly cause damage, but through their negligence, or even if it's not negligence, like a Shoel, but somehow they are liable for damage, okay? But that's not through a direct act, okay? So that's one way of expanding the list from 4 to 13. Now we have another expanded list. Let's take a look. So it's about, again, about uh, 10 lines from the bottom. Tani Rebichia by the asterisk, beginning of line. Tani Rebichia, Esim Arbaavos Nizikim. Rebichia's bright had 24 categories of Nizikim. Okay, so we had 13 before from Rebbe Yoshaya, and now we're going to add 11 to that. So let's see what 11 they are. Tashlumi Kefel, paying double in the case of burglary. Tashlumi Arbe Vachamisha, 4 and 5. If you, uh, if it's a burglary and then the animal is uh, slaughtered or sold, if it's by an animal. The ga- Shor Seh, right? Shor right, exactly, an ox or a sheep. The Gan of the Goslin, burglary, which would be the principal, not the double, or Goslin or theft, which would also be the principal, so we're up to four extra ones. Vedim Zomimim, um, uh, false witnesses that are then fi- found to have been in collusion or whatever. Um, so that's uh, five. If they, if they testify about money, they pay money. Um, Shemra, the rapist, the seducer, and the one who libels a uh, his wife for uh, not being a virgin, for having committed adultery, uh, for having committed adultery, so we're up to eight. Which are really three that normally are part of a rabbinic brayta. They're not in a, a mishnah. They're not in a pasuk, so they're not avos nizik. And these are the, these three are the first that are not in the psukim, and yet they're being called avos nizik because it's like a classic case of Tanaitic teaching that somebody who 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 makes a person's grain tamei, the truma tamei, right, or who mixes it up with uh, who mixes truma and chulin together, or pours somebody's wine to avodazara. Now the stuff becomes either worthless or worth Less, um, haha. Anyway, <laughs> um, you like that, huh? Anyway, but um, but uh, it's not visible. It says a keno nikar. Okay, so you really could call that one, and it's really not in the psukim. But we're going to call it three, which now gets us an additional eleven for a, to- a total for an ad- of an additional eleven, which makes us up now to twenty-four. Okay, the honey placer plus the thirteen that we had ha esrim ba'ar, but it's twenty-four. Okay, so now we're going to ask why did the previous list not include this? If we're looking to expand, in what way can Conceptually, has this list even broadened itself from the previous list? Rabbi Oshaya, my time a low tiny honey. So why did Rabbi Oshaya not teach this whole list? 
um, because he got us up to four, to, 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 to thirteen. Why not add these? The because many of the things on this list are not compensation, are not mamon, they're knas, they're fines. So yes, they're monetary payments you make, but they're not comp- compensatory, and therefore he was only interested in the types of compensatory payments. So the Gemara says, now not everything on this list, so we're going to look at the ones that are not knas. The Gemara says, Gana v'gazim de mamonahu, how about a burglary when you're paying just the principal? Let's say you um, admitted that you were a burglar, so you don't pay the kefel. Or a gazlin, where you all, all, always only pay the principal. That's compensation. List me. Why not list it? Haktani le. Shomachinim v'ashoel. No, because you already listed the shomer. Now, really? Shomer and a ganav is not the same. So what you have to understand here is the rabbinic principle that if you consciously swear falsely as a shomer, and you say, oh, the stuff got stolen, the stuff got burgled, okay, and I, it was nignav, it was, it was, it was nigzal, and you take an oath, then you are treated like a ganav and a goslin. Now, by goslin, it's not such a big nafkamina, but it is a big nafkamina by a ganav because then you would actually pay double, okay, if you claimed and took an oath that it was stolen and it wasn't, that, it, that, that a burglary occurred, okay? So therefore, the shomrim include a ganav and a goslin type of a case. So that's why he didn't list ganav and goslin, okay? So the verse says, how about Rabbi Chia? Don't you admit that this list of Shomrim conceptually would include a Ghan of Gazan type of a case? No, he teaches both a case of money that initially came into your possession legitimately, you were given it to watch, and then you turned into a Ghan of a Gazan by taking a false oath. And, and then a conceptually separate, which is completely right, it is conceptually quite different, is when you actually initially took possession of it, in, you know, in transgression, when you actually never had a legitimate right to have it, and you stole it from the outset. Actually, what you would even say is that conceptually, you need the category of Ghana and Goslin, and then you could say the Shomim sometimes become a Ghana and Goslin, but you want to create those as a conceptually distinct category. Okay, so that explains that, and again, a lot of the other things are Knas. How about Adim Zomimim? Is that a Knas? Adim Zomimim the Mamonahu Lisni. One minute, Adim Zomimim is money, it's a, you're not paying more now. You might stop and say, whoa, wait a minute. Now, this is very, gets to an interesting question, which we're going to be dealing with within, in, in significant sections of this Masechet. What is the line between compensation and, and knas? Between mon, mamon and knas? So, the most, na- so let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, in the mamonahu. To call the Mishalim Yosel Mashihizit, if you ever pay beyond the damage, more than the damage, that by definition is a knas. So, Kigon, Kefel, the Tashume Abravachamisha. If you're paying more than the actual damage that you caused, the extra you're paying is clearly a knas. Kari knas, because come on. Uchigon, now another thing that could be a knas, is koldavar katsuv hamur b'torah. If it is in payment for damage, but it is not, it is not uh, a proportion, or it is not, you know, a, a function of the cost, of the amount of damage caused, but it's a fixed amount. So if you're paying a fixed amount, even if it is in compensation for damage, the fact that it's fixed means it's not really compensation. It's somewhat symbolic. It's somewhat arbitrary. Okay, now actually, the Chamishim of Onis and is not a good example. And Maya Shemoti Shemra, it's funny that Rashi gives that. All that stuff, because all of those actually are also more than the damage. There's a payment for damages in the case of, of seduction. In the case of Moti Shemra, there were no damages. I mean, I guess you could say damage to reputation. Okay, but a better example would have even been a case of, thank you, would have been a case of the 30 that you pay when your ox scores a slave. Okay, because there, there really is a law 
loss of property, as it were, I mean, obviously a loss of life, okay? And rather than assessing how much was your slave worth, you pay a fixed amount of 30, of 30 shekel, of 30 kesef. So a way to determine whether it's kanaf is, is it a payment beyond compensation, or when there is no loss and you're still paying something, or even if there is a loss, you're, but you're not paying equivalent to the loss, you're paying a fixed amount. Those are ways to say it's not real compensation. Raji is laying that out to explain to you why Adim Zomimim is presumed to be mamon. Because by Adim Zomimim, okay, there's a loss, you're paying equivalent to the loss, that's mamon. But somebody might say, one minute, right? I mean, maybe that's a, a, the paradigmatic case of equivalent. It's exactly equal. But somebody could say, wait a minute, Adim Zomimim can't be Tashlumim. You know why Adim Zomimim can't be Tashlumim? Michael, tell us why Adam Zomim can't be Tashlumim. It doesn't sound like it could, first of all, it could be anything, you know. Okay, no, but when it is with Mamon, why is it not Tashlumim? What? Uh, well, right. If Adam Zomim admitted, are they off? That ra- that actually raises the question. I, no, but the, the more immediate thing to say is is that the normal principle is Kasher Zomim below Kasher Asa. That they only get punished if they were plotting, not if they actually succeeded. So therefore, if they were plotting to do it then there was no actual loss so how could you call it mamon if there was no actual loss which might be where Rashi is trying to say well okay but it's still mamon because it's still equivalent to it's not arbitrary it's not more than the loss Okay, which is a little funny. But would you call that mamon if it's for the loss they were attempting to cause without there being actual loss? The Gemara sounds like it's prepared to say that. But look at an important Tosos on Dal and Amud Bet. Tosos says, V'edim zomim, pirish vivah, de'afilu shilem al pi'edim zomim chayavim. By edim zomim, we would have you pay not only by, if they did not succeed, but by when it came to mo- monetary issues, the edim zomim would pay even if they did succeed in making the guy pay. Okay? Well, let's take a look. Okay? The low shayach v'mamun kasher zaman v'lo kasher afshar de'esher b'chazara. It's never really done what they've done because you could always just reverse the judgment and the money could go back. So you're always sort of in the kasher zaman so it's never kasher asa in a final way. The court ruled you owe me a hundred dollars based on the testimony of Adim Zomimim. It wasn't final what they did because the court could always tell me to pay the money back that it was a mistake. Okay? So it's never a full kasher asa. They can't remove the malkos that I got. Okay? They can't reverse the impo- What? Other cases of not with a, with a monocle. Well. All right. So anyway, that's one explanation. Okay. You don't even need the Riva's explanation that it's not a full kasher asa. Why do we say by Edim Zomim it's kasher zamam below kasher asa? Because the Torah says kasher zamam and even though it's a kavachomer if they would, should be punished when they only plotted surely they should be punished when they succeeded. But the answer is no, but you can't punish somebody based on a kavachomer. Ah. But by month but by monetary compensation, you can punish somebody based on a kavachomer. Okay, the gabi mamon onshin minadin. Okay, and then he goes goes on with that. So, that's an actually interesting issue that what Tosos needs to say that because the Gemara thinks Adim Zomim is mamon needs to say that Adim Zomim are paying when they succeeded, not just by monetary issues, not just when they plotted. Because if they're only paying when they plotted, then it would be knas. Okay, so this becomes a very interesting question of how do you define mamon? So by Adam's only meaning you have 
an amount equivalent to the damage, but or you know, but but for Tosas, it's not enough to say it's equivalent and not arbitrary. You have to say there actually was loss and damage, or else it also wouldn't be mama. So All right. The other position that doesn't include Ingomi would say that when they, if they were successful. In Let's take a look at what the Gemara says. Okay, the Edim Zomim de Mamona who listened, but all that was to explain why the Gemara thinks it's Mamona and not Knas. So several like Rebbe Akiva holds like Rebbe Akiva. The Amar Ein Mishamim Alpi Atman. Ah, just like was said, according to Rebbe Akiva, he says that it is that it that it, it is Knas. But if they admit that they were Edim Zomim, even in a monetary issue, they would not pay. He several like So that's why, because there's an opinion that it actually is Knas, and that's why it's in Rebbe Chia's list and not in Rebbe Oshaya's list, because Rebbe Oshaya was not dealing with Knas. One minute. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, did I get that right? Yeah, I got that right. Um, so yes, because they're of the opinion that it's Knas. Now, one minute. You can't say that we're talking in the, within the mindset of Rebbe Akiva and Aiden Zomim is in the Knas column, because if that's true, we need Trey Gavne Shur. We have another Av that you should list. Two types of Ashur. What are two types of Ashur? Listing Shur Dazik Adam, Shur Dazik Shur, listing Shur Dazik Adam, Ashur that goes Ashur, and Ashur that goes a person. Because we just discussed the other day that even if an animal gores a human being, the payment is just straight damages. It's not hospital bills, it's not whatever. But Rebbe Akiva disagrees. Did not. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Avtam Shechava Badan, even if a a, a, a tame, an uh, you know, ox scores a human being. Mishalim b'mos. Excuse me, I, I said that wrong. It, it, we are. You would not pay the extra type of personal injuries. But Rabbi Akiva says that if you that if a short gut goes a goes a person, even though there would be no personal injury payments, you would only pay for the loss, but it would not be half payment. The idea that an ox only pays half the first three times is only when it gores property. But when it goes a human, it pays full. Avtam shechav abadam just nezek. Just nezek. Correct. Exactly. Okay? So you would just pay how damages, but not hospital bills, not pain, suffering, etc. But it would not be half. Okay? Avtam shechav abadam if a team un, uh, an, uh, uh, ox scores a human, you pay in the balance the full amount. What does the balance mean? So the case in the mission over there was that an ox and a person got into a fight. Okay? So the person, the, uh, the person did damage to the ox and the ox did damage to the person. So you figure out whose damage was more. If the person did more, da- and then you, and, and Rebbe Kiva says, so what you really should say is if you pay half by the ox, you figure out each column of damage the human pays full damages for the, to the owner of the ox and the ox, owner of the ox pays half damages to the owner of the person and the Akiva says no you figure out the difference and if the difference is there were more damages to the person then the owner of the ox pays full okay so that's just a special case but what's really relevant is he says if an ox scores a person it's not half damages it's full damages so then we should have had a different type of an ox let's get the numbers up to 25 so the Gemara says no we didn't list that idea even though we're working within Rebbe Akiva because Hatave Rebbe Akiva Ligzize Rebbe Akiva uh, sort of uh, you know uh, 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 broke his uh, his um, his uh, like uh, you know uh, w- 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 uh, I'm trying to get the exact phrase it's like he broke his the strength of his argument I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to remember the exact they blunted, yeah. they blunted yeah okay but they blunted his argument is what they said or they blunted no, Akiva's already blunted the force of his ruling yeah the force of his ruling right anyway so he you know he's already blunted his that's a good that's a good word like see that's what I was looking up that the gizize means something like his uh what Rashi says a cloth yeah his fist his fist right thank you right so he so he 
a Greek word meaning razor. Ramach is a spear, a dagger. Okay, good. He blunted his dagger. Okay, how did he blunt his dagger? Tatanya, Rabbi Kivomer, Now that I've said that he pays full, maybe he pays full when he damages a person even from like cash and not just from the body of the animal. Let's say the full payments would exceed the cost of the ox itself. Would you pay even that? Tamud Lamar, Yaselo, you shall do to him. Migufo. Mishalim Be'enu Mishalim in Aliyah. So, um, um, so you pay, he only pays from the actual body of the ox, even when it's paying for damaging the human, and even when it's full payments, and you don't pay from other types of property. Okay, so, no, well, only, everybody else doesn't have to agree, because everybody else disagrees with Rabbi Akiva says it's only half. So, of course, it's only half, it's from the body of the animal. But Rabbi Akiva is saying that, that the whole basic idea of paying half by a goring ox is from the body of the animal. But Rabbi Akiva is saying, even though I'm saying full, it's limited still to the cost of the body of the animal. It won't be from general, from, you know, from your general assets. Now, what do you mean if, by the animal? What do you mean? If the animal's worth a thousand, no. If the animal's worth, I mean, we're going to, I'm, I'm sort of being vague because we're going to get to it, but if the animal's worth a thousand dollars and gores a person and causes nine hundred dollars of damage, according to Rabbi Akiva, okay, then I now am a nine-tenths owner in your ox, okay? If it causes a thousand dollars of damage, I'm a full owner of your ox. If it causes $1,200 of damage, I'm a full owner of your ox, but you do not pay me the extra $200. Okay? So it's limited to the cost of the body of the animal, and actually the way it happens is I become a owner in the animal for that amount. Alright? So, so because it's not a full payment of full damages, we didn't list it. Now Tosa says, says, I don't care that it's not full, it's still different than the other time. One is half, and one is the full amount, limited to the cost of the body of the animal, but why isn't it still listed as a separate category? So we're going to see in a few minutes that the list of these categories, the reason they're listed is to tell you that the payment comes from the best of the property. Okay? That's why they're all being put into, into one big, you know, list. And therefore, it does as is. So therefore, that's why this wasn't included because this would be a type of payment that does not come from the best of the property. It only comes from the body of the animal. Okay? So we're within Rebbe Akiva. Eating Zomamim is... Is, is knas. That's why it's in Rabbi Yechia's list and not Rabbi Oshaya's list. And even though according to Rabbi Akiva there's another category of an ox that causes a person pays full, since that is not a standard full payment, it's only from the body of the animal, we are not going to uh, put it in, we're not going to have it as a separate category. Yeah. Yes. We understand these days that, you know, we don't do on a category because we don't do knas up anymore. Right. right? But, but what, do we, what do we do with these days? Like, about Nizek. You know, you know the famous case of Travis. We're going to get to all of it. What do we do? Okay, we're going to get to all We have a whole mistake in front of us. There's going to be a definite addressing to that question. So the mother says like this. Okay, um, now moving on. The owners from the fat of Amoti Shemra. How about those? Now, uh, you know, rape, seduction, and uh, libel. Now, the Mamona, who? That's Mamon. Now, Moti Shemra is not Mamon. That was libel. I mean, again, you could say that you're paying for defamation of character, but it's interesting. In general, if when it's not the specific case in the Torah by the husband uh, accusing his bride of having committed adultery, we don't normally have payments for defamation of character, which is an interesting issue. Okay? So that's considered a knas. So that was just thrown in because it's part of the list. But onus and mafata, the rape and the seduction, that is a, that's considered, that is a mamon. One of the payments there is, I mean, it's hard to understand in the case of seduction, but 
but in the case of Ray, anyway, is that, you know, also, how do you figure out what it means that now this, you know, girl was raped? What does that mean in terms of affecting her value on, what is it, the slave market, the bride market? We'll get to all of those. Actually, a lot of that was in Suvas. But anyway, but there is a payment there that is considered a mummon payment. So why wasn't that included in, uh, in the earlier list? That, you know, the, uh, in the list of Rebbe Oshaya. So the Gemara says, listen, no, so the says, look, Manashach, Inezek, Tanalei. Because any type of payment of these cases is going to be one of the personal injury payments. If we're talking about the payment by the case of Onus and Mephateh, of Nezek, of damages, so Rebbe Oshaya's list had personal injury and listed damages. Itzar, if it's about the suffering, Tanalei. That was also in Rebbe Oshaya's list. Iboshet, Tanalei. It was both Yet, that was this all in his list, meaning all the payments here that are not knaf payments are personal injury payments. And pers- Rebbe Oshaya's list had personal injury. Yipgam, if it's what we call the pagam, the sort of like, uh, you know, the, uh, what would be the way, the, the stigma yeah, or yeah, something. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no. But anyway, Hainu Nezek, that we can, we, that for us is considered to be Nezek. We can worry about all that when we get to Onus and Mephata. But what is the only thing about Onus and Mephata that's not part of personal injury? Knasa, the fine that you pay. The Knossa Lokamayri, we've already got through saying that we're not talking about the fine. So the, so the Onus Mephat and Motzi Shemra, ha, a, a major element of that, of Onus and Mephat's personal injury, that was in Rabbi Yoshaya's list. Rabbi Yechia was adding them because there was also a fine associated with them. Rabbi Yechia is adding Knoss. Rabbi Yoshaya is not dealing with Knoss. Okay. Last part of the list. Okay, okay, making your the grain a tameh or mixing truma with chulin or pouring the wine. Those are cases of damages, but not visible damages. But it is damages. who listening, so that's standard monetary compensation. So why wasn't it in Rebbe Oshaya's list? Because make up your mind. If we consider that type of damage to be a form of classic damages, even though it's not visible. So hatanale nezek. So we've already dealt with when a human damages somebody's property. He has a kinunikar loshme has it. If it's not considered real damages and it's only the rabbis make you pay and it's really only a type of a fine, but it's not real, it's certainly not biblical payment of damages. So then, it's a type of a fine. And we're not dealing with fines. So either that's just a different example of damages or it's a payment that's not about damages. It's a type of a kanas and we're only dealing with mama. So that's why it wasn't in Rebbe Oshaya's list, but it is in Rebbe Chia's list. Now the Gemara is going to focus on, wait, why is it in Rebbe Chia's list? Lema, let us say, because of Rebbe Chia, he must hold that this isn't real damages, that, it is, that it's a fine, and that's why he had this as extra categories. To Ish Mehezek, if it was a real example of just standard damages, Hatanale Nezek, he already has Nezek. So, why does, why does Rebbe Chia, who has these as separate categories, why does he list them separately unless he's telling us that this isn't classic Nezek, that this is actually a type of a fine? So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. It could be a type of a Nezek, but nevertheless, it's important to list them separately. Tana Hezek the Minkara, Tana Hezek the Lo Minkara. He wanted to tell you there's classic Nezek when it's visible and there's non-visible Nezek. Yes, the Halacha is that that's a type of a Nezek and it's paying because you pay for money. But it's important to identify this as another type of damages, just so it should be clear that you pay for this case as yeah, well. It's sort of like the Gemara before about 
He doesn't have to say it's lo shmei hezek. He could say it's shmei hezek, but he just wants to distinguish between two types of nezek, even though both of them are nezek. Like the Gemara said before, by shomer and a ganav. A shomer could be a type of a ganav, but we want to distinguish between two types of a ganav. But it's shmei hezek. Right. Okay. But the question is, what it is? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Just listing it because these are examples in the Torah. Right, well, it, it could, it could, no, but first of all, he says in examples in the Torah, the only examples in Chazal. But I agree with you that what the Gemara is saying is like, he wanted to deal with like the classic... He wanted to deal with conceptual... I, yes, but then what are you going to do? Let's, let's just list every single mission or Masechet as one of the Davos Nazikin, right? You have to say there's some way in which it's distinct. But yes, but anyway, but, 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 but yes, that's what we're doing. We're trying to cover all the types of cases. Okay. So, uh, 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 yeah. Let's say there's less of it, and then somebody that is Nikar. Well, I can't see this with less than damage, but if I started with a gallon of oil and poured out half of the water, so that part is Nikar, but the, uh, the other part is not Nikar. That's, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So we don't pay for unrecognizable damages to property. Oh, well, we do pay, pay, right. We don't pay it for character uh, Correct. Even though that's unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's a good point. I mean, why don't you call that as a Shenu Nikar? Um, yeah, I mean, the difference is that in one case it makes the object worth less and in the other case it doesn't make I mean you know you it, it doesn't make you yeah the way we figure out damage is like you as a slave you know it's, it's funny it's an interesting <laughs> right that's an interesting thought that's an interesting thought yeah I mean it's a good question about why how, how halacha does not have you have Yisurim about being Motsi Shemra you have a classic example about Motsi Shemra and we never sort of abstracted it to create it's an interesting way of thinking about it the type of a Hezek Shenoni car especially if it directly affects your livelihood Right. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I have to think about that one. Okay, so the matter is like this. Now, Minyana. Okay, now, Bishleim, we're done. Didan, our Tana, the author of our Mishnah that only had four. So Tana Minyana, he said four. Because he was not, meaning it's not that he disagrees with anything on Rabbi Yoshaya's list, list, but conceptually, he wants to talk about a very narrowly defined list. Mamunamazik. Right, and or if it includes Adam, only direct damages. So he wants to stay four to say, I'm not coming, I'm not dealing with these expanded lists. Conceptually, I'm dealing with a small list. Okay, Rabbi Oshaya, when Rabbi Oshaya said 13, okay, Tanaminyana, um, he gave a number, because he also was dealing with a more limited, it's expanded, but it's not the largest list possible. He wasn't dealing with Knaf, he was only dealing with Mamon. And that's why he said 13 to tell you, and not uh, the bigger list of Yuki. Again, nobody argues on the Halacha, just conceptually. What what is your what type of a li- you know what is outside of your list that you have decided you don't want you know you're not including in your list so El but when Rebichia says twenty four what's he coming to say is not on his list now you could just say maybe everything is on his list he just wants you to remember that there are twenty four of them it's a way of remembering because I get all of them one minute and you count right but the most assumes that if there's a number it means that something isn't included okay so that seems to be a pretty incomprehensive list what's not included. So the Mar says, Limute, 
Moser umefagel. Okay, here's another case about where your words cause damage and you don't pay. Okay, you hand over, you, you know, you're, you're an informer to the government about somebody who hasn't paid their taxes or whatever it is, and the government comes and they seize his property. All right? So that's just your words. That causes real damage. Okay, and the fagel is your Kohen who's <coughs> thinking when it's shechting an animal that you're going to eat it at the wrong time or the wrong place and you make the animal worthless. So why not to say that? I understand why you don't have the case of Pigo, but Kachim lo Kamairi. We're not dealing with Kachim. Okay? Yeah, I mean, correct. I mean, it gets to a little Hezekinu Nicker case, but we're already including Hezekinu Nicker. Yes, Kachim does pay. Ella Moser, my time. Right, Moser, I'm sorry. Maybe I said it wrong. Yes, I was not suggesting. I'm sorry, because yeah, I think, I think David's question got me. It was an excellent question, but it got me thinking in a different direction. Yes, these cases, I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Moser and Mephago, you definitely do pay. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I said it wrong. You definitely do pay. The point of not being on the list is not to suggest that you don't pay for them. It's just to say our list is not all inclusive. There are some things conceptually that we're not dealing with. But yes, you do pay. That's actually going to be at the end, at the 10th American Babakama. You inform on the government and you do pay. You're Mephago, you create Pigo and you do pay. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted there. Okay, you, yes, you do pay, but it's not on the list. Okay, so why is it not on the list? So Pigo is not on the list because we're not dealing with Kachim. Moser, but when you hand over, you inform on somebody's property and you actually are going to pay in that case, my time Lotani, why, why does he not include it in his list? Right? Why, does he, why conceptually is it not his list? So the Gemara says, no. Shani Moser Didibura, that's just words. Didibura Lokamari, and we're not dealing with when you're just damaged through words. Yes, you are going to pay, but, it is, but it's just through words. Actually, you should say that's the biggest chiddish, that's the thing we should be talking about, that even in that case you pay. But anyway, we're not dealing with those cases. So the Gemara says, really? We're not dealing with words? Some of the things were just words. So the Gemara says, um, so one minute, I just lost my place. Uh, ah, the case of libel, that was just words, and that was listed. So no. That's only words followed by an act. It's only if he libels his wife, his bride, after he's had sex with her. But if he hasn't had sex and he just libels her, that actually that would not be in the Parsha and the Torah. Because the Parsha and the Torah is he comes and he says, I had sex with my wife and I discovered she wasn't a virgin and therefore I'm assuming that she committed adultery. Okay? So actually, if he just spread that libel without having had sex, he would not pay. So it's not just words. Okay? The Gemara says, How about Enim Zomim? They just give their testimony. Okay? So we are talking about cases of damage with words. The Kitani and no. Hasam Avagav the Lace even though there is no act, Rahmanakaimaisa, the Ptura called it an act. You should do to them like they planned to do to their brother. It's pretty funny. Actually it didn't call it an act. It said they planned to do. It didn't say that they did to their brother. But somehow because it's sort of saying pay, they should do for what was they they should get paid back for what they did or planned to do, it's almost like considered the point is it's considered as if they did it. Okay? So therefore but, you know, but something that is actually did do it, it I know, that's the irony. Anyway, if something, so even though this is like the biggest chiddish, that something could be pure words and you could pay for it, the case of informing, right? Nevertheless, we didn't want to include it in our list. Our list is only things that are acts, things that are pure words, that have no action. Yes, you have to pay by most there, but we're not including it. All right, yes. Yep. How do you know that the guy actually just took up all the and he's saying that, yes, that they have sex. Right. 
Maybe he's lying that they had sex. Right. And how do we know? The related questions you're going to ask is, and let's say, let's say he says, wait, you can't make me pay because I was only claiming to have had sex, but I really lied about it. Would you have to actually, who would have the burden of proof? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but it's a very good question. All right, so the question is like this. So we've got our list. Everybody agrees pretty much on every single case that you pay. Maybe there's some debate whether you call something kanas or mamon. But pretty much everybody agrees. And there's just a question of conceptually what's on your list or not on your list. Okay? How, what type of list are you creating? Well, something true or something false? Um, we'll see about that. I mean, uh, you actually owe the money to the government. Right. So, uh, yeah, very good. So that's going to be a discussion. Tenth parak. Okay? All these things are coming up. All right. So Gamar says, you, this opening sugya is doing a very good job. It's, it's sort of wetting your appetite for a lot of the things that are going to be discussed in the whole Masech. So Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Uh, a little, so where's Gemara is? Um, okay. Uh, now we have to do with what the lists mean. What, what's the point of having a list? So for our, for our, that our Tana, Avos meant main categories to tell us that there are, it's not just the cases in the Torah, those are abstract categories and there are things that are considered descendants or, or other cases that are in those categories that have the same halacha. So the purpose of saying it's an Av is to tell you there are other types of things that also are called a Karen and also are called a Shane and also are called a Boar. Okay? That's the point of calling them an Av. Ella um Obviously, for them, almost does not mean that there are that there are categories and other things falls in it. What's the category of Motsi Shemra? What else falls into Motsi Shemra? What's the category of Adim Zomimim? There's just the thing itself. It's not abstracted and includes other things. So what, what do you mean by calling them almost? What you really mean is is that there are 24 scenarios of paying. But why call them almost? What's the point of having them? Well, okay, but what's the point of having them all on the same list. So Gemar says, I'm going to be avo, kul and ki avos, they're like the four classic avos nazikin, okay, l'shalemi metav, that if you are going to pay from property and not from land and not from cash or not from other types of cattle, then you're going to have to pay from your best land. Okay, my time, now, not from land? No, no, not from cattle, not from cash, not from cattle. Did I say it wrong? I don't think I did. I think, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, if you're going to pay from land, okay, then you're going to pay from your best, but if you're going to pay from cattle or from cash or whatever, then it's a different story. But if you're going to pay from land, it has to be your best. Mate of Sadeo, mate of Karma, you Now, in the Torah, that only says it by the Shilachet Bi'iro, which we translate to mean shame and, shame and regal. It doesn't say it by anything else. But because of the, the four Avot Nezikin, we're going to think, assume are all linked to one another, and therefore it's going to be true by all the Avot Nezikin, by all the four of our Mishnah, by, you know, Shane, Rega, Karen, Shane, Rega, Bor, and H. Okay? All the ones that are Mishnah. Now, by putting everything else on this list, Okay, and well, by putting everything else on this list, we are saying that any of these damages, any of these compensations, whether it's Shomrim, whether it's Ghanav, whether it's whatever, if you're paying from land, you're paying from the best land. Now, how do we know that? So, so my taima, why? What's the reason for that? Okay, by all of the of four classic Avot Nezikin, it uses either the word Tachas, Shalem Yishalem Shor Tachas Hashor, okay, or Yishalem, I just gave you an example, Yishalem, or Netina, uh, which is like, uh, 
Kashir was, let's the case of, well, if you look at Rashi and Kesef, let's look at Rashi. Tachas Nesina, the first middle-sized line in Rashi. The Bekulu in all the cases of the, of the li- things in the list we mentioned, Ksiv O Tachas, the Gamina Tachas Tachas Mishur Mua, Dechsiv, De Shur Tachas Hashur. Okay, so Shur Tachas Hashur, and again, assuming that any of the four Avot Nezikin is going to be Meitav, Mahasa Mimeitav, the Gamma Mishain Veregel, Dechsiv Be Meitav Sadehu, so Shain and Regel is the paradigm, okay, Meitav Sadehu, and then it applies to the other four. Afkan Meitav, okay, Shimbalu Shalim Karka, if you're paying land, if you pay cash or cattle, it's different, but if you're paying Pandlanizak, Bishel Hezekah, Magbio Mina Idis, the best land. Okay, so either it's Tachas, sure Tachas Hashur, O Nesina. Now, if it says Nesina, where does it say Nesina by the four Avot Nezikin? The government is Nesina, Nesina, Mishor Shanagachas Eved, Echsibay, Kesach Shloshim Shkalim, Yitain Laadonav. So it says Nesina by one of the cases of the Avos Nezikin. O Yishalem, what does it say Yishalem? Shein Veregel, Echsibay, Metav Kamal Yishalem. Okay, that's the best one. Okay, O Kesach, Vigamimi Bord, Echsibay, Kesach Yashivli Balav. So in all of the four Avot Nezikin, you either have the word Kesach, Yishalem, Sina or Tachas. And by one of them, by Shane and Regal, it says you pay from the best land. So then we link and say all the others in Ezekiel you pay from the best land. And then we're going to now say that, that, uh, that, uh, so, uh, and now we're going to say all, everything else on this list has one of those key words in it. Tachas, Nesina, Yeshal, and Kesef. One of the words that appears in the Avos Nezikin, and therefore they also are going to pay from the best land. If you want to know where those words appear, you can read the rest of the Rashi for yourself. Okay? So, there are four main... So, the first step of Avot is you take the concrete cases in the Torah of a well and of a fire and of an ox, and you say it's not just a physical well. It's a conceptual category. It's abstracted. It's an Av. And there are sub... And there are Toladot. But there's another point that, that those four, because they're linked to one another, they're like the case of, of Shane and Regal, and if you're paying land, you pay the best land. And now Rabbi Yoshai and Rabbi Chia say, let me give you a full list of all types of damages, of compensatory damages. What's the point? Who needs a list? The list to tell you all of these, because they have one of those key words in them, are going to also pay from the best land. It's also just convenient to put all the types of different mummons together and compensation together, you know, just to organize information. But the Gemara wants to understand that there's some halachic significance. And I guess the point the Gemara is saying is not just why don't you use the word avot? Why not just say there are 24 payments of mammon? So the, not just a list you want because you want to organize, you know, your information. You want to just pull together what are all the different types of ways you could pay. But the use of calling them, the, the purpose of calling them avot is to tell you they're like the classic for avot that they will pay from the best land. Okay, now we move on in the Mishnah. We've got Pshad in the Mishnah. We've got other types of lists. Moving on to the Mishnah. Lore Ashur Kere Hamafe. So Ashur is not like Mava. We've already explained what that means. Either it's Shane and Regal or Adam and Shur. And what they both have in common is that they are they are they are living. They are Yoruachayim. My Kamar. So what's the point of this saying this Lohare? What's the Mishnah doing? So Amar Zid Mishmei Derava Hohi Kamar. This is how, what the Mishnah is doing. Lichtav Rachman Achada. Why? Just give me one of the four Avot. Right? Why do I need all four? The case Yidach Minei. And let me derive the other ones from one case. Okay? So the Mishnah is telling you is, you can't learn the others out. Each one has something distinct. Sure, you know, Shane has something that Regal has, doesn't have. Regal has something Shane doesn't have. Let's learn out from two of them. Oh no! Because they both have something other things don't have. They're both alive. Other things aren't alive. So the point of the Mishnah is to tell me you couldn't have learned it out from just one or two of them. 
Okay? So how do you read this next line? This is what the next line is saying. You see, you didn't know we were going to get through with it after today. Okay. Just write two of them. So you can't learn everything out from Shane, because Shane has Hana. You can't learn it out from Regal because Regal is his Eko Matsui. You can't learn it out from, so learn it out from the two of them combined. Learn it out from the common denominator. No. You can't learn it out from the common denominator because they are both Ruachayim. Okay, learn it out from three. Learn it out from them and H. No, you can't learn it out from three because they all uh, go in damage and their bore stays in its place. So the whole point is to point out you needed all of them. You couldn't have learned it out from just one or two or three. Okay? Now, the problem is is that if you really think about it, you can learn it out from fewer. Because that's what Mav is going to say. So, um, Then it says you can't even learn one from two. Amar Rava, but really, the Kuluhu, if any of them, if you did bore plus any one of the other ones, then you really could include everything. The one thing you couldn't include is Karen, except for Karen, because Karen is weaker than all of them because every, all, everything else has a propensity to damage and you pay full damages at the outset. Karen does not have a propensity to damage. What does Rava mean? Okay, because the way the mission was structured, right, is it says like this, right? Shur and Mave are Ruachayim, okay? Again, whether this is Adam or Shane and Rego, well, these are live things, okay? So you couldn't necessarily say that you have to pay when the thing that does the damage is not live. Add to it Aish, okay. So now let me learn from all of this that you can pay. No, because what all of these have is, is Darkan Leilechu Hazik, right? So you can't apply it to something like a boar that doesn't go out, that stands still, okay? So that's why you needed boar. Great, but you're telling me that boar is at the bottom of the list. So, this is the weakest thing because this doesn't even go out of damage. You come to it. So, just learn everything out from Boar. You can't, sure, you could have learned it out from these things. These are more liable. will make more sense. But learn it out from the thing that makes the least sense to be liable for. Ah, but what you can't learn out, but the reason you can't just say if it tells me Boar, I could figure out everything else is Boar has one thing that makes it very, uh, you know, very liable for damage, which is what? It is Tchilat Asiyato Lenezek. What? I think in some ways it's more. Right. Tchilat meaning it is, it start, its whole creation, it begins its life as a hazard. Okay? There's another thing as well, which the Gemara is going to say, which is also mass of Garmulo. You directly made the boar. Okay, these other things you didn't make. Well, you made the fire, but the fire then traveled further. Anyway, okay, but it's Chilasas So therefore, you can't learn everything from boar because these other things don't aren't created as as, as hazards. But what Rav is saying is okay, but learn it out from boar plus one other thing. Okay, so then I would say, look, if you're chayav by boar which doesn't go out of damage, you should certainly be chayiv by everything else which goes out of damage. Ah! But maybe you're chayiv by boar because it starts, it's, it's, it's beginning of its existence as a hazard. Oh, but a shore's beginning of existence isn't a hazard. A fire's beginning of existence, you might say it's a little bit, but not the same as a boar, kind of the middle of a shisarabim, okay? So these other things don't start life as a hazard. So you don't, it's, so it's, it's, you don't need the fact that you start life as a hazard because that's not true about this. You don't need the fact that they go out 
out and damaged because that's not true about war. So if I eliminate the distinct characteristics, I then have the abstraction of which applies to any type of a thing that I have a, an obligation to watch. So Rava says you could really learn out everything from Boar plus one of them. You didn't need all four categories. Now, what you could not learn out was Karen, was, was Goring. Why couldn't you learn out Goring? Because Goring, well, well, meaning if you had not... No, no, but we wouldn't have known it was half damage. Or you could say we wouldn't have known half damage. But if the Torah had never said Goring, I would have said, show your Chayev by Boar and Ace and Shane and Regel, because those are things that an animal will naturally do, or will, you know, are natural types of things to expect. But normal animals don't go out and gore. So maybe I should be exempt, fully exempt. I won't even pay half. Okay? I would never have known that you paid when an animal goes out and gores because that is not, it's not its natural uh, pr- propensity to do that. Okay. It has the, uh, yes, but nevertheless, if the Torah had told me your chayev by Bor and Aish and Shane and Regel, I would have said the Torah maybe, maybe if, if, I, if something completely unexpected, my animal goes and gores, maybe I should be totally exempt. Right? Why would I think I would pay half? Maybe I could say if it did it three times, I could figure out that I should be chayev. But the first three times, I would logically say it's completely unexpected I should be fully exempt so the one thing you couldn't have learned out was Karen so basically at the end of the day what Rav is saying is is that you needed is that you needed three you needed Bohr plus one to learn out you know to learn out the other to learn out everything else and you needed Karen because Karen anyway you couldn't learn out by itself okay but if you add boar amongst them, you learn everything out by the common name. Karen. The one thing you couldn't have learned out is if it was it was sure and Karen. It was it was boar and Karen, by the way, right? Then you could have like because here you've got let's say just put them all up there. Karen, Shane, Regel, and Adam. Okay? So if it was Boar and Karen, then you could have learned everything out. If you're gonna pay Karen, even though it doesn't have a propensity, you should certainly pay everything else that has a propensity. Okay? Ah, but everything you know, but maybe I would have included Boar, because that's stationary. Oh, but if you pay with so, so you know, so that's why I have to say Boar. You know, but it's not a, but that's Tilo Sasiatu and Okay, so anyway, fine. If it was Karen and Boar, you could have learned out everything, okay? That even though you know that 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 you don't need chilas asiyasul nezik. You know you don't need kavanasul lahazik, and even something that it's not it doesn't have a propensity to do. But if it was bore plus one of these, you would have learned out most of them, but you still would have needed Karen. Okay, but you certainly don't need everything, is what Rava is saying. All right. So if you have sure plus bore plus one, if the, you could learn out everything but Karen and bore plus. Kind of complicated, and that's why you didn't. You want fine, to but anyway, that's why we have this big Rashi because Rashi works through all the all the all the combinations. Okay? But Boar plus one is everything but Karen. Boar plus Karen is everything. Okay, now, he says like this, And according to the one that says, actually, Karen is certainly going to be liable, even though it doesn't have a propensity to do it, because it intentionally damages, I feel Karen on the you could even learn that's Karen. Now, who is this Manda Amr? Who is the one that says that even though Karen doesn't have a propensity to do it, and it, that, nevertheless, the fact that it's doing it intentionally clearly makes it more humble. Like, who did exactly that? In what way? I mean, you pay Nithak Shalim? It's more obvious, well, yes, and it's more obvious you would pay, but who is the one that makes it, like, calculus? It says, like, clearly, you put the two together, it 
doesn't have a propensity, but it's Kavanos Alazik. Kavanos Alazik wins out, and it's more Chomer, and you could have learned it out. So who is this person that says this? So Rashi says, the last of the uh, medium-sized lines of Rashi, never has explained who this person is, who this opinion is. Tosu says, I'll tell you who this person is. Because, here's who it is. It's you. No, it's, <laughs> it is, it is, um, it is, there's a very important debate that we are going to come up with in about t- 10 days about why do you pay half damages by Karen? Are Stam Shvari Becheskas Shimur or Stam Shrim Lab Becheskas Shimur? Meaning, what we have been saying that a Karen does not, an animal does not have a propensity to gore, is that really true? Okay? Do you say that fundamentally animals do not have a propensity to gore? And if it gores, you're really an honest and you really should pay zero. But, you know what? You could have gone the extra mile. You know, it's, 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 like, it's like right by the line, okay? In terms of if you were to draw a line, what's the likelihood that it'll go? It's just, as, it's just under the line of minimum care, minimum care that you should be doing. So technically, you didn't have to watch it, and technically, you should be paying zero. But we want you to be a little bit more vigilant, and therefore, we're going to make you pay half. And that would understand that the half payment by Karen is a knas, because technically, you should be paying nothing. The other way to say it is the exact opposite. It's just over the line. Actually, in terms of minimum care that you need, there's just enough likelihood that an animal might gore that you should be doing that. So technically speaking, you should be paying full. But it is so close to that line that we're going to go easy on you the first three times and make you pay half. According to that, the payment of Karen is mamo, not knas. That's going to be a debate later on. So Tosa says, that's what's going on here. If, can I say, if I hadn't known Karen, I wouldn't have paid, okay? It's only true if I say that Karen fundamentally is below the line, does not have a propensity to gore. But if I say technically Karen is just above the line, then I, even if it had not been written, I would have made you pay. I actually would have made you pay full, okay? And the finish of the Torah is that you don't pay full, you pay half, according to that way of thinking about it. But that's what he says. Karen is Adifa, it's not only because it's Kavanah Sola Hazik, but that your assumption that it doesn't have a likelihood to gore is actually wrong. Technically it has enough of a likelihood that you should be paying. Yes? It's not uh, uh, approach to that because you're, you're imposing fine on somebody who you think uh, you know, was negligent in some way. Yeah, well, it wasn't as vigilant as they should have been. Right. The other perspective from Mama, you're doing it on the back of the guy who got damaged. Right. I understand. Like, why should I lose out just because, you know, the tour wants to go easy on you. But, you know, I, I don't know a full answer, except that it's two ways of saying, two ways of saying it's a borderline case. Okay? What it's really saying, if you want to make another look at it, are, are you negligent or not? This is exactly a borderline case. So we're going to split it. Okay? And then the only question is, okay, but conceptually, which way would you lean on that to define it as Knaas or as Mammon? I understand what you're saying. Because what I'm saying to you is, it's not cle- like, if you say it's clearly over the line, then why should the other guy suffer? But if we all can agree it's a borderline, line case, right, then you sort of understand, understand it. But at the end of the day, we have to categorize it as knas or as mamon. Anyway, we'll get more time to discuss that in about 10 days. It's coming up at the end of the parak. Now, anyway, so Lumanda Amar, Karen Adifa, so reading the Sectosos, according to your approach that Karen is actually the strongest thing to be liable for, because it's intending to damage, and it, because as I just explained, Technically speaking, it's over the line, and you really do, ha- and it really does have a propensity enough that you're negligent. If you were carrying on you could have learned out everything. Bore plus any one, you would have gotten everything. 
Okay? So that's true. So why does her have to give me four categories? Give me two categories. Okay? To tell you, because each category has special halachot. It's not just a big generic. Anything you should be watching, if you damages, you're liable for payment. By putting it in one of the four categories, some distinctive halachot apply to each case. What are the distinctive halachot? Karen, Karen, we just said that the first three times you pay half, afterwards you pay full. So it's important to know if you put something into the Karen category. Shane Varegel, the eating and the, and the trampling, the post under Shitarabim to exempt you in the public domain. We discussed that yesterday because they are either just because of public policy, we have to let people have their animals in the public domain, or because the, uh, it's Piyahanizak, the fact that you leave yourself exposed in Rabin where you know they're going to be animals means that you are contributory negligence but it's important to know that there's that idea and that if you put something in a Shane and regal category you'll be exempt in the public domain Boar well Liftor Barta Kalim that's going to be a that's a, 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 going to be a strange one we'll talk about that but we understand later that if my vessels break in the well my camel falls down and he has vessels on its back that the, that, you know, that the pots and pans or whatever break that actually you don't have to pay that says you pay for when vessels get damaged if a person not gets injured but dies in the well you're exempt so there are exemptions for the case of the well Adam why does the Torah say a person pays when he damages something else to tell you cases of personal injury that if he actually damages not property but another person there's going to be all those additional payments Aish how about fire why did that have to be written because we're going to find out later that if the fire burns down a haystack and there's something buried in the haystack the, the classic needle, needle right <laughs> anyway you're exempt on things that were buried only on things that are exposed so this means underground like no it could also mean that that says you're chayev for things that are buried for things that are not exposed so what what, why, what does it make does it make to put something in the age category so what are you including meaning what's the purpose of the age category if the fire let's say burns stones or burns like the surface of the ground so it doesn't destroy something it's not like something burns up right you had your hay and now you don't have your hay it stars something okay and Rashi says it's not like a classic type of a thing that fire does okay or whatever but it doesn't really fully consume it so so to tell you that in that case actually you are going to be exempt you're only chayev okay um um Right. So you might have thought right, I'm sorry, right, you might have thought one minute. Right, you might have thought that you were not chaya because that is not a thing you should have expected or that's a not a nor I know. I don't exactly get why I would have thought it's not chaya, but what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Rashi calls it um, that's not the classic fire I don't understand it's a classic damage of fire I mean papyrus is normally made to consume fuel and not to char things I don't really get why that's such a chiddush but the chiddush of Asia that you're chayv even in that case now what we're going to pick up tomorrow is okay you've got four categories and each one has its special laws 
And now you've got this big catch-all abstract category. Okay? What happens when you can't fit something neatly into one of the four? Does it get caught by this big abstract category? And if so, which of the laws do you apply to it? Right? How do you deal with the fact that you both have four distinct categories, each one with its distinct laws, and you have one big, you know, umbrella abstract category, so what are the unique laws that apply to that? So if I have something that's not exactly age, and not exactly bore, not exactly sure, but I include it because it's not a because it's my property, and I have a responsibility to watch it, so what, what laws apply to it? Am I Chayv and Rishas Rabin? Am I, do I pay half? Right? You know, what are the spe- which of the laws apply to it when you have this big abstract category as well? So that's what we're going to continue with with tomorrow is looking at that broader category now that we've identified four concrete ones and the fact that combined they give you some big abstract rule. Okay, to be continued tomorrow.